Welcome in, guys. Farzine Vasugin here with you for another episode of The Chief Zone. Uh, kind of a surprise episode. Obviously, this is an emergency right now. We, uh, we're hitting the panic button before the season even kicks off. Uh, a lot of... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No panic button needed. But obviously, uh, releasing this a little early uh, just to kind of give you guys an idea of what's going on. So we're going to do... Uh, this podcast right now, uh, which obviously we're going to touch on Travis Kelsey, as you can see by the title with the injury he suffered in practice. And uh, we'll also go over um, a couple of other uh, notes. Uh, I will say this right now. So tonight there will be a live stream. Uh, it's going to be me and a few of my friends. We're just going to shoot the shit, uh, talk some Chiefs football. That will also be on the chief zone podcast so if you haven't done so already make sure you guys uh subscribe to the podcast uh th we'll do that live stream tonight this will also be on the podcast as well all right uh let's get right into it because i see you guys in the comments already everyone's got a lot to say regarding travis kelsey right now and uh this whole situation because his status for thursday night football is in doubt for those of you who have been under a rock in the last few hours he uh, hyperextended his knee in practice according to andy reed so uh he uh showed up on the injury report about an hour ago officially uh, put as a limited participant. Now, we don't know his game designation yet for Thursday night. That will come out on Wednesday. Um, I don't know if the Detroit Lions put out their game designations because Wednesday is so, going to be a travel day for the, uh, for the Lions. So we're not quite sure uh, if they're just going to announce theirs now or if they're just going to wait for tomorrow or how that works. I kind of forget how that works with uh, Thursday night games, but... Uh, the Chiefs do have one more day. It's really just going to be a walkthrough, but they can still wait to uh, announce their game designations, which should be roughly 22, 23 hours from now. So for those of you that are going to be refreshing your uh, your Twitter feeds, your Facebook feeds, wherever it is you get your information, uh, that is when you can approximately expect the news to come. Now, I will say this right now. You look at the tight ends right now. Here are your tight ends. Uh, on the active 53-man roster, you have Travis Kelsey, you have Noah Gray, and you have Blake Bell. Uh, only three tight ends. Matt Bushman is on the Chiefs practice squad. Uh, he's the uh, he's one of two tight ends on the practice squad. They also have Garrett Prince. I don't think this is someone that we're going to see much of. Uh, so it might be... Uh, it might be Matt Bushman who gets the, um, gets the promotion here. I can't, oh, there he is on, uh, our lads. Uh, let me just type Garrett Prince. Uh, yeah, he is on uh, Kansas City's practice squad. I'll be honest. I, that's not a name I, um, I was even familiar with, uh, but I doubt he would get, uh, the call to, uh, come up to the 53 man roster, right away but i will say this you look at the wide receivers right now there are seven wide receivers on the chiefs roster and i think a lot of people may look at that and say that is a lot of receivers when travis kelsey is your number one pass catcher which is true but with travis kelsey very likely not playing thursday night uh boy uh i think there's a great possibility 
that you see seven active wide receivers for the game on Thursday night. Canarius Tony is expected to play. Uh, I certainly don't want to jump to conclusions, but uh, the Chiefs have been very certain that Canarius Tony is going to play Thursday night. Uh, you look at Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, I think he did some good things as a number two wide receiver and then stepped up when Juju Smith-Schuster missed a lot of time last year. And keep in mind, it wasn't just him. KT missed some games last year. Um, uh, who up? McCall Hardman. Boy, I mean, that was a weird injury. He missed a lot of time, a lot more time than expected. And fans, oddly enough, kind of came around him uh, when he was absent uh, with his injury, but neither here nor there. Uh, but I think MVS did some good things last year when they relied on him a little bit more. Sky Moore, this is someone who unexpectedly did not play much last year. I, I shouldn't say unexpectedly, but didn't play a whole lot on the offensive side. Um, and when he did have his number called, uh, I think he did some good things, stepping up in uh, in certain situations. I would say the same with Justin Watson. Justin Watson and Sky Moore were more depth players for the wide receivers. Um, that did change a little bit, not a whole lot, but did change a little bit when uh, whenever Tony was hurt, whenever Smith-Schuster was out, whenever Hardman was out. Um, change a little bit, but not by a whole lot. It was really still the Travis Kelsey show uh, with Marquez Valdez-Scantling getting uh, some of the uh, load for, for the receiving uh, targets there. Now, obviously, some new additions this year. You look at Richie James, uh, a guy who was expected to uh, handle a lot of return duties. So obviously, this is someone who the Chiefs, va who, who, who they value his speed. Uh, and I think he can do some things on the offensive side of the ball. Rushy Rice, uh, this is a rookie who the Chiefs drafted in the second round. Had a little bit of a rough preseason, especially that third game with a few drops there. Um, but listen, Tyree Kill had three drops in his final preseason game. A lot of people don't remember that at the time. Uh, obviously, the, the Chiefs, uh, the uh, level of interest at the time was not as big as it is now, especially for preseason games. Um, but uh, I think Rice is someone that might that might play much more than expected. Uh, another name, now this is not a new name, but at least new to the active 53 is Justin Ross. Uh, we saw some great things from Justin Ross when it came to his speed, his route running, his ability to make plays, especially in one-on-one -on -one situations. That definitely uh, impressed a lot of people. So there's a possibility. I would not be surprised one bit if the Chiefs don't call Matt Bushman if they go into the game with two tight ends being Noah Gray and Blake Bell. Now, how much activity are we going to see from a guy like Noah Gray in week one against the Detroit Lions? I don't know if we're going to see much. I think the Chiefs will still use him. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll probably get more than half of the snaps that Travis Kelsey would ex expectedly have for uh for this game that he is again expected to miss and uh, no official word yet but all signs kind of point towards him not being available for uh for thursday night um but i don't know if Noah gray is going to get a lot of the targets that travis kelsey would normally get thursday night i think you're going to see the chiefs throw the ball to guys like MVS, Tony, Moore, and I think Justin Ross might get involved. Maybe even Richie James. I don't know if Justin Watson or Rasheed Rice are going to get involved a whole lot in this game. I think it would be those five guys I mentioned. MVS, Tony, Moore, uh, James, and Ross. Especially Ross. I think this is... Look, I know the Chiefs probably want to ease his transition as he's trying to uh, make his way back into football, getting more and more time, more and more snaps, I should say. But... 
I, I guess, you know, if you're in an emergency situation, this might be the time to uh, to see more of Justin Ross. Uh, another option you have is Jarek McKinnon, someone who uh, who did a, a lot for Kansas City in their passing game last year. Obviously, he is a running back, but lined up a lot in, uh, in, in certain uh, packages where he was a wide receiver uh, or a slot wide receiver, I should say. And that really came through for the Chiefs in those situations. So uh, could could we see Jarek McKinnon do his, uh, kind of pull through with his duties earlier than expected? Because the Chiefs usually save him for the second half of seasons and then have it carry over into the postseason. That's really where we've seen so much of Jarek McKinnon's dominance. What if the Chiefs do that? Earlier on, because keep in mind, Jarek McKinnon finished the regular season as the AFC Offensive Player of the Month. It was not Travis Kelsey, was not Patrick Mahomes, was not Joe Burrow, was not Josh Allen. It was Jarek McKinnon who was tabbed as the best offensive player for the months of December and the two weeks of January that uh, the regular season carries over to. So a guy like Jarek McKinnon might honestly see a lot more action. Uh, than expected. Here's another name that I don't know if a lot of people would expect, but what about Clyde Edwards-Alaire? I know that's not a very popular name right now. A lot of people were very shocked that he made the 53-man roster, and not just shocked, but also maybe disappointed that he was picked over uh, a guy like Daenerys Prince or uh, or Perini. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I, whatever he was available last year on the team, this is a guy that was pretty active in the uh, pass catching department. So it would not surprise me if the Chiefs tried to utilize their running backs a little bit more. Because in no disrespect to Noah Gray and Blake Bell, it's just those guys are used for uh, for, for different types of things. I know Blake Bell, he's obviously the quarterback sneak or the tight end sneak, whatever you want to call it. And when he was hurt last year, Noah Gray kind of filled in for uh, Blake Bell in doing those kinds of things for the Chiefs offense. Um, now, in terms of just overall body of work, I just don't know how much the Chiefs trust Noah Gray and Blake Bell to be able to do the things that Travis Kelsey does. Not necessarily in overall ability skill-wise, but maybe just uh, targets. You know, let me just put it like that. Uh, so I, it would not surprise me one bit if the Chiefs looked at their receivers and maybe guys like Justin Ross and Richie James uh, and their running backs like McKinnon and Edwards Alaire to kind of help fill in those duties that Travis Kelsey would. Because here's the thing. I know for Detroit, their defense, things got a little bit easier, or at least you would think, uh, because what's the obvious game plan uh, for the Lions defensively? Double-team Travis Kelsey. You, you got to keep your eyes on Travis Kelsey. Um, here's what I will say, and I heard Sam McDowell say this on Sports Radio 10, and he made a fantastic point. Keep in mind, I think it was in 2021, Travis Kelsey missed a game uh, due to COVID protocol. Um, I don't think it was ever confirmed if he had it or not, or not so I want to be very cautious of, of, of that. But it, my point is, uh, Travis Kelsey missed the game, and in that same game that he missed, Tyreek Hill was not in, involved a whole lot for the Chiefs' offense. He only I, I, I think they were trying to limit him because, if I recall correctly, he was just coming back uh, from COVID protocol. I'm trying to look this up real quickly. Let me see if I can find that specific game. Cause I'd like to know how many catches Tyreek Hill had in that game. Uh, let's see. He was placed on COVID reserve list, December the 20th. 
and then activated uh okay so let me look this up real quickly chiefs espn 2021 schedule and then whatever game the chiefs had in the early december 20s um so bear with me one moment i because i, I want to be accurate about this uh let's see the game against pittsburgh i think it was um let's see here why did that not come up correctly oh that's why i clicked on the uh steelers instead of the box score okay so the chiefs beat the steelers 36 to 10 and in that game travis kelsey did not play tyreek hill had two catches in that one so uh and by the way he was just targeted twice in that game so your leading pass catcher was who Byron Pringle, who was your second biggest leading pass catcher, wasn't a, was not a wide receiver. It wasn't a running back. It was Derek Gore. Remember Derek Gore, uh, a guy who was involved with the uh, running backs uh, for a little bit during his time in Kansas City. He was targeted three times. He caught all three passes for 61 yards. He had a long one go for 50 in that one. Behind him was McCall Hardman, three for 31. Daryl Williams, another running back, three for 30. Tyreek Hill was next, two for 19. Demarcus Robinson, two for 15. Noah Gray, two for 12. Uh, Blake Bell, one for 11. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, one catch for four yards. Josh Gordon was, uh, remember Josh Gordon? He was a chief. Uh, he was targeted three times, but did not catch a pass. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is uh, the Chiefs have been in this situation where uh, Travis Kelsey missed the game and Tyreek Hill did not play a whole lot in that game. So... The whole situation with uh, with the Chiefs right now kind of looks similar to that game against the Steelers in 2021, where they did not have the uh, the ideal the ideal uh, personnel available for, for for them in that game. So you know, I, I know there are a lot of people out there who are grinning and thrilled that Travis Kelsey might not be available because anything that could go against Kansas City, people want to see happen at this point. Um, I'm not saying people are rooting for injuries, but I'm kind of saying that at the same time. Because um, let's be honest, this whole situation here in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs are just unstoppable. So any, in a situation where the second and third best players on the team are not going to play Thursday night, referring to Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, I know we're talking about the offense just right now, uh, but you look at what the Chiefs have uh, on offense. I think the Chiefs have what it takes to get, to get it done on th Thursday night against the Lions. I do. You look at this defense, or excuse me, this offense for the Chiefs. Tell me what they don't have. I know they, they don't have a lot of big names, okay? This is not Cincinnati's wide receiving corp with uh, Higgins and Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd. This is not a, a, a stacked group of wide receivers. There are a lot of unknowns, though, that I think can really rise and surprise a lot of people. And I guess if there was a time to uh, have some of these guys shine and let, let people know who they are, Thursday night's the night for that. Thursday night is going to be... These guys is uh, time to shine. 
because a lot of people probably could not tell you who Richie James is. A lot of people don't know who Rashi Rice is, nor, or, nor even Sky Moore. Even though they were recent second-round picks, um, Rice is still a rookie, and Moore is, is a guy who didn't play a whole lot on the offense last year. You might remember more if you're a Chiefs fan, you know who Moore is. But if you're not a Chiefs fan, uh, the biggest thing you might remember Sky Moore for is the punt return he had in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Kadarius Tony uh, again, probably a forgotten about name because um, unless you follow football very, very closely, you'll remember Tony's uh, almost had a touchdown in the AFC Championship game. He had uh, a, 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 a touchdown in the uh, Super Bowl where he was wide open, just like Sky Moore was, um, and he also had the biggest punt return. In Super Bowl history, so uh, but, but to a lot of people, uh, KT is probably still a guy that a lot of people don't know. Uh, Justin Ross, um, you know, how many people out there remember Justin Ross and how good he was in college, and and how many of those people could remember or, or know that he's on the Chiefs right now? So again, there are a lot of unknowns on this Chiefs receiving core, uh, which is why I'm excited to see Patrick Mahomes go out there. And play with this offense right here. Listen, one of the things that I've always credited Patrick Mahomes for, and a lot of people have as well, is his ability to spread the football around. He, I, I, I think he is more than capable of winning football games with th this group of pass catchers right here, minus Travis Kelsey. Um, do I think it can help you in the long run? Uh, meaning a postseason run? No, we're obviously not there yet. We haven't even started the season yet. Uh, I will say, I think I think you you would need a guy like Travis Kelsey to be able to make that kind of run. Uh, but I think in, in terms of just being able to try to win games right now, I think Patrick Mahomes has what he needs. All he needs is a good offensive line. We saw what happened in Super Bowl 55. The Chiefs obviously went and upgraded at both offensive tackle positions. Their left tackle and right tackle last year uh, at their uh, respective positions led the league in quarterback pressures a lot. Oh, and by the way, Patrick Mahomes still won the MVP, the regular season MVP, and then the Super Bowl MVP uh, a couple months later. So this is, um, th this is an offensive line now where you're expecting to see significant improvement. Hey, listen. You can only go up after Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley. Uh, so it doesn't take a whole lot. You could put a hot potato there, uh, especially uh, in replacement of Orlando Brown, and it would still be an upgrade. Uh, Donovan Smith has a lot of experience in the NFL. I know it has not been uh, a lot of positive positivity in terms of consistency. He's had some uh, up and down years. Jawan Taylor, I think one of the more underrated right tackles in the NFL. Obviously, the Chiefs felt very highly of him, and I'm glad they're not moving him to left tackle. A lot of people thought that was going to be the case. I'm very glad he's saying that right tackle. And look, I don't care how much money you're spending. If you have a quarterback named Patrick Mahomes, uh, if you have a franchise quarterback you need to protect, I am perfectly fine with you throwing money at right tackle uh, to ensure that Patrick Mahomes is protected. It doesn't matter if it's blindside or if it's the side that he's going to be able to see from. Uh, you got to protect Patrick Mahomes. And I think all five positions are very important. And look, I don't want to get into it too much right now, but this is why I keep saying that I'd be fine by uh, about trading Chris Jones so you can ensure that you keep Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith for the future. Um, to, to circle it back to my point now, as long as Patrick Mahomes has his offensive line, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about anything moving forward. 
Uh, this football team, if you have Andy Reid, if you have Patrick Mahomes and a good pass blocking offensive line, which listen, I'm putting a green check next to all three of those things. You're you, you have the ability to win football games. You do, you do. And my prediction for Thursday night and moving forward is not changing. Uh, unless the chiefs start losing offensive linemen, unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. Uh, I'm not expecting anything different. Listen, a lot of people thought this offense was doomed without Tyreek Hill last year. It was the complete opposite with those two terrible offensive tackles. The Chiefs offense, the, the Chiefs offense still not only just thrived, honestly was better. Mahomes obviously broke the uh, record for most yards in a season, and I know a lot of people. Um, talk about, oh, well, there was a 17th game. Folks, we're going to go to an 18-game schedule very, very soon. And whatever record whatever record was broken in 14 games was eventually broken in 16 games, and we're starting to see it in 17 games. Now, I don't know when we're going to switch to 18 games. It's going to happen at some point, um, but we're going to switch to 18 games soon. So any record, maybe the running back records might stay the same, or at least some of them might stay the same because uh, the running back position is just different now than before. But um, I, I think in general, though, I, I'm like, yeah, Travis Kelsey hurt. That sucks. Like, I know Chiefs fan is thrilled about that. I, and I hope he plays. Uh, but number one, I, I don't think he's going to play. Now, again, I, I want to be cautious here because anytime there's an injury, I've always said I, I don't like when people pretend to be doctors. Um, now, Andy Reid did confirm that he hyperextended it. It is very difficult. Uh, I mean, when did he, he, he hyperextend it? Let's just say 12 o'clock. Okay, well... Uh, you're roughly 56 hours away from kickoff. Okay. Um, if you hyperextend your knee and you've got a football game in 56 hours, I just don't know, uh, the odds, uh, of you playing are, are that, are that high. I, I think they're very low. Um, so I'm already with the mindset that Travis Kelsey is not playing, but here's the other thing. Remember last year when Tyreek Hill got traded, everybody thought Kansas City was screwed. And by the way, people say, oh, no one ever said this. They absolutely did. I, I posted this on my Instagram, and I every time I prove someone wrong by showing the receipts, uh, it's always funny, the reactions. Um, the narrative changes so fast. Uh, but I think with the Chiefs right now, um, again, Chris Jones is not here, so... You know, the doubters and the haters obviously like that. Travis Kelsey might not play. Again, the haters and the doubters, they're not going to um, externally celebrate an injury. But deep down inside, hey, listen, let's not bullshit each other here. We know that a lot of people are thrilled that Kansas City is going to be without their second and third best players. Um, so the Chiefs. They look like they're in a position where they, they might have their backs against the wall, but I think it's a complete opposite. Here's my point. Last year with Tyreek Hill, again, you know, the Chiefs were supposed to suck on offense, right? Uh, imagine how that happened. Uh, the Chiefs offense, which people thought was going to be uh, worse and, and thought that they were going to take a step back, only took a step forward without Tyreek Hill. Um, they still had the number one offense in the NFL uh, last year. Um, so when you look at what the chiefs did without Tyreek Hill kind of makes me wonder, can the chiefs do that with, 
uh, or without Travis Kelsey in the situation they're in now, meaning that they can expand and open the offense more. Um, because one of the things that uh, in the media they discuss, the national media that is, um, are the Chiefs relying too much on Travis Kelsey? Well, the season hasn't even started yet, and they already need to start looking at someone else to uh, tell Mahomes throw the ball to. And listen, I, I, I'm not saying I'm excited that Travis Kelsey started. Obviously not. What I am excited about is I think this is an opportunity once again for Patrick Mahomes, just like how he did all of last year without Tyreek Hill. This is now a chance for Patrick Mahomes to prove everyone wrong again and say, look, yeah, Travis and Tyreek are awesome. They're great. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in NFL history. I think he's already accomplished that. And Tyreek Hill uh, might be the most dynamic wide receiver we've ever seen in that position and will we will probably ever see in the history of the league. But I think this is Patrick's chance to now prove that he can win without those guys. Um, I think there's only one time where Patrick played without those two guys, and that was in his NFL debut, his rookie year in Week 17 against the Broncos. Uh, where Andy Reid rested all of the starters, all except for Kareem Hunt. He just let Kareem Hunt play for like a drive or two. That way the Chiefs could uh, help him get the rushing record for the season because uh, that's pretty cool to have as a rookie. Um, so he only had Kareem Hunt for one drive. Uh, after that, there was no Kareem Hunt, no Tyree Kill, no Travis Kelsey, and he won that football game. And that was, still, that was a game where the Broncos still had their defensive starters in the second half. Remember Von Miller roughing the passer on Patrick Mahomes? Now, obviously, 2017, far different year than right now, 2023, because uh, Patrick has far more experience. He's won two Super Bowls. He's won two uh, Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, an Offensive Player of the Year award. Um, he has those seven awards under his belt. Oh, and also uh, multiple ESPY awards too. Uh, don't forget that. Um, so this is someone who has obviously accomplished a lot since the uh, the debut he had. And again, he won that. If you guys recall that game, um, it was kind of weird. The Chiefs actually uh, pulled Mahomes from the game and, and kind of sat him. Uh, I don't want to say benched him because that's more of a negative connotation. That means a player struggled, so you pull him out of the game. But uh, they took Mahomes out of the game because they thought they won. Tyler Bray goes and screws everything up. They put Mahomes back onto the field. And again, with... Uh, 10 other backups playing with him. Mahomes leads the Chiefs down to a game-winning drive where they uh, get a field goal from Harrison Butker to win the game. So anyway, my point is, um, as much as Kelsey is, is, is a big weapon for the Chiefs offense, I think what this will do, and, and just watch, a lot of people think it's going to be the complete opposite. I think the Chiefs offense will only open up more without Travis Kelsey. Listen, I, I know what people are going to do. People are weird with uh, with sports. Uh, they'll always take one game as an indication for the entire season or even one drive as an indication for the uh, entire game. I'll tell you this right now. The Chiefs are going to get off to a very slow start offensively. Okay, that's going to happen Thursday night. They're going to get off to a slow start. So don't be surprised if Detroit scores first. And you're going to see a lot of haters celebrating. The Chiefs will get it together. So for those of you watching right now, watching and listening right now, I'm telling you right now, relax. The Chiefs will get off to a slow start offensively, but they'll pick it up. They'll figure it out. And Detroit's not going to know what to do because here's the, uh, here's the bad news. Detroit spent their entire week preparing for Travis Kelsey. That was their defensive game plan. 
Okay. So Detroit does not have any time to practice. They're traveling tomorrow to Kansas City. Now, the silver lining with this Travis Kelsey injury is that it happened on a Tuesday, meaning that Wednesday, and again, I don't know what kind of practice Wednesday is. Generally, if you're if you're the home team and uh, you're not traveling, uh, the final uh, practice, the final day of practice before um, before game day is generally uh, a simple walkthrough. So I don't know exactly what the Chiefs are going to do for Wednesday's practice, uh, but. Because they're not traveling, uh, this gives them somewhat of an advantage here, and they can figure out something to to install into the offense uh, for Thursday night. Uh, you might say, is one day enough? Well, you know what, man? When your head coach is Andy Reid and when your offensive coordinator is Matt Nagy, I'm pretty confident in them. Listen, Matt Nagy did a great job. In his final season as the Chiefs OC in 2017, that led him to getting a head coaching job. And he also won coach of the year in Chicago. I know things did not end well in Chicago, but this guy made the playoffs with Mitchell freaking Trubisky as his quarterback and not getting any help whatsoever from the uh, Chicago Bears front office. Uh, I mean, look at Chicago right now. They've hardly done anything to help out their situation. I I think this is off topic, but I think Justin Fields is a guy who is capable of doing good things, but, uh, you know, they're not helping him out. They're not giving him the tools he needs. Uh, so I'll just leave my point there. Uh, but going circling back to um, uh, this offense here, with with one day left, uh, obviously we have two days left, but in terms of practice days left, there's only one practice left. And again, I don't know what kind of practice is this going to be. Generally speaking, not to repeat myself, but to, to make a point about this, that last practice. So let's just say that this game was on a Sunday. Tomorrow's practice is essentially a Saturday practice. Um because Saturdays teams are generally traveling if they are the away team. If uh if teams are at home, uh Saturday is a walkthrough practice 99% of the time. So I don't know how the Chiefs are going to treat tomorrow's practice. Are they going to put on the pads and helmet? Um, how much activity will there be with um, with practice? Is it going to be a, a normal walkthrough, like a normal Saturday? Um, those are just things I'm just going to put out there because I think uh, we need to put, put all those possibilities on the table. Uh, but I will say this. I, I think one day, let's, let's back up a second. So it's it's uh, almost five o'clock as we uh, do this live podcast. For those of you listening on the uh, uh, archive version, uh, we're doing this uh, Tuesday uh, late afternoon. Andy Reid and Matt Nagy and the rest of the offensive coaching staff, I'm sure they've spent the past couple of hours and will spend more time. By the way, people get surprised by this. Coaches spend a ton of hours in their facilities. I mean, coaches have no life. If you guys uh, listen to Kevin Harlan, um, I remember once he, uh, on, on the Westwood One broadcast from Monday Night Football, he mentioned that a lot of the coaches, because they work long hours, on their way home, they're listening to Kevin Harlan. So um, uh, a lot of coaches work late hours uh, at the at the uh, practice facilities. Uh, anyway, my point is, I'm sure Andy Reid and the rest of the offensive coaching staff have already spent time working on uh, pu- putting together a new game plan because Let's be honest. We know 
uh, a majority of the offensive game plan revolves around Travis Kelsey. That's not a secret to anyone. The Lions know this. Everyone knows. Anyone that just casually watches football knows that the Chiefs offensive game plan circles so much around Travis Kelsey. Now, with... What with the amount of time the coaches have today and whatever time you have with the players tomorrow, Wednesday, this is their time to figure out something else. Uh, by the way, I see Keaton commenting, saying now the Lions have to adjust their game plan as well. Yes, that's a good point, Keaton. And I, I mentioned this earlier. The bad news for the Lions is they don't have the time to do so because Wednesday is a travel day now. Can they still get together for a team meeting in the hotel and talk about things? Yeah, of course. But it's not going to be the same because you're not going to have a, a, a padded practice. You're not going to have a walkthrough. You're traveling. So the only thing you can really do is just meet with your team at the uh, host hotel, wherever it's going to be. I, I don't know where the teams usually stay. Uh, you guys probably know that better than I do. Uh, but that is the best you can do if you're Detroit. So the Chiefs are kind of, they, they've got a little bit of an advantage right now. Um, and I say this because I think Andy Reid, and listen, I've been very critical of Andy Reid with uh, maybe the way he coaches whenever the Chiefs have a big lead. But if there's anything Andy Reid does a great job of, this guy is an offensive guru, okay? You give me the five smartest offensive coaches in NFL history. He's up there. Okay. And I think Charlie Weiss, fantastic offensive guru in the NFL. Definitely not in the college ranks. Uh, but, but when it comes to the NFL, um, you know, I think Charlie Weiss did a fantastic job during his time in the NFL um, in New York with the Patriots and in his very short time with the Chiefs. I mean, the, Matt Castle and Dwayne Bell were pro bowlers. Uh, and I would argue that was a time where the Pro Bowl meant something um, significant at the time compared to now. Uh, anyway, yeah, I digress. My point is, I think Andy Reid, you give him at least one day, uh, I think he can figure out something. What is that exactly going to be? Well, we kind of went over it with... Um, with the running backs, I think McKinnon and Edwards Alaire could get involved more than expected for Thursday night's game in the pass catching department. Uh, a guy, uh, a guy like Justin Ross might see more playing time than uh, than expected. Uh, maybe Rashi Rice. Uh, I mean, I, I, MVS, Tony, and more are your key, uh, your top three wide receivers. So I think you were already going to see some of them already. Just a little bit more now because Kelsey's out. Here's a name I have not mentioned yet. Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco is a guy from the beginning, uh, someone who really stepped up in this position, eventually took Clyde Edwards-Alaire's job from him. Now, obviously, uh, this was before CEH's injury. So the Chiefs already felt highly of Pacheco and started giving him more and more snaps and named him the starter at one point. Uh, before the Edward, Edward Dallaire injury happened. So the Chiefs have already felt very highly about Pacheco for a very long time. And this is a guy who really stepped up. Remember that one drive that um, that Patrick Mahomes left uh, against the Jaguars? Pacheco stepped up and made some big plays uh, during that drive for the Chiefs. Chad Henney did as well, and he deserves the credit for it. But Pacheco, man, um, I, I think he was really the MVP of that drive. Uh, he was the heartbeat of that drive for the Chiefs. Um, so is there a possibility, because this is not Andy Reid's MO, but 
given the situation, what are the odds that the Chiefs try to surprise the Lions and go run heavy in this one? I don't want to dismiss that possibility. Right now, listen, it's impossible for all of these guys, all these names I've mentioned today, um, it's impossible for all of them to step up and make a big impact uh, because realistically, it's just impossible to distribute the ball that much to everyone. I think you might see a 100-yard receiver somewhere in this group, maybe a 100-yard rusher, but I think at the end of the day, I still have no doubt that Patrick Mahomes will have a 300-yard passing game in this one. If I had to put money on that, I will gladly place put money down that as long as he doesn't get hurt, that I think Patrick Mahomes will throw for at least 300 yards in Thursday night's football game against the Lions. Um, Mahomes has, it just has an insane track record for week one. Um, so I still think he'll be able to go out there and uh, and put up big numbers. And Joshua says uh, he scored on a play a janitor drew up. Uh, Mike says 87 is playing... I, I hope so, Mike, but uh, listen, we're a little over 48 hours away. Um, you hyperextend your knee. I, I just don't know. Realistically, let's say he does play. He's not going to be 100%. He's just not. Yeah, Blake, I, I, was, I was mentioning that. McKinnon was huge for the Chiefs down the stretch last year. Uh, force a bunch of missed tackles against the Bengals in the AFC championship game. Uh, I think you're referring to Kelsey. I'm exactly sure. Or, or Pacheco. Pacheco had that massive run in that drive. Yeah, he did Blake. That was huge. That was huge. Uh, he, he's going to hit all seven receivers. Yeah, possibly. Oh, you're referring to Pacheco in your other comment, by the way. Okay. Uh, Nick says, I'd love to see us run the ball more. See, a lot of people have been asking for this again. It's just not what Andy Reid does. Um, but you know, would this be the time to maybe surprise some people? Yeah, this would be the, listen, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know if sky Moore ends up being the, uh, the crazy hero of eight catches for 150 yards. Uh, maybe Kadarius Tony, uh, hits the jackpot and has a big game. Maybe Noah gray gets a, has a big game tonight or a Thursday night. Um, maybe Isaiah Pacheco goes off and has a monster game. Whatever scenario we end up seeing Thursday night is going to be a surprise to a lot of people. My, my, my point is like, put yourself in Detroit's shoes right now, especially if you're the defensive coaching staff for Detroit. What are you expecting realistically? What do you think? Again, if you're Detroit, how do you prepare? Because the Chiefs have a little bit of time to still uh, work things out. But Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Lions, this guy's got a lot of work to do. Okay. Um, He's got to be better. And by the way, I don't really know if Aaron Glenn is like the most viable option for uh, for the Lions. The Lions did not have a great defense last year. What Where did they rank in total defense last year? Let me pull this up. They ranked, let's see. Oh, dead last. And they've got the same defensive coordinator. Uh, so that goes well for you. Uh, listen, man, I'll just conclude by saying this. I think the Chiefs will be just fine. I think Andy Reid, he's got a little bit of, not a lot of time, but still has enough time to devise a, some sort of a game plan. 
for Patrick Mahomes. And look, Patrick Mahomes, he's one of the best in the NFL when it comes to distributing the football and getting a lot of other players involved. Yes, in years past, he's had Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill as his primary pass catchers. But I just read you the stats in that Steelers game where Travis Kelsey was absent uh, because of COVID protocol. Um, uh, Tyree Kill was barely involved in that game. And... Patrick Mahomes, how many yards did he throw in that one? He threw for 258 yards, three touchdowns, had a passer rating of 135. His best pass catcher was Byron Pringle, okay? So I feel pretty damn good still, okay? Um, Patrick Mahomes has balled out with Demarcus Robinson multiple times. He's balled out with McCall Hardman. He's done it with Byron Pringle. He's done it with... Um, anyone and everyone, Jarek McKinnon. Okay. Um, I'm confident in his abilities going into this game. I just am, uh, a lot of people out there who hate on the chiefs. They are thrilled right now. Okay. Uh, mark my words. They're not going to have the same level of energy Thursday night when the chiefs win against the lions. Okay. Now, this is not our preview podcast. That will be tomorrow night. Uh, later tonight, I will have a few friends on. We will uh, shoot the shit, basically, and uh, pretty much preview the season. But I wanted to get this out a little early because I know a lot of you guys wanted to, t- to touch on um, Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, Albert Wilson. Thank you, Keaton. Um, Albert Wilson. I mean, Mahomes, in his NFL debut, balled out with him. Okay, so you get the idea at this point. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. I'll be back tonight at 8.15. We will do a live stream again, so please come back tonight on Facebook and on YouTube. If you missed the live show, we will have it on the podcast. Tomorrow night on Red Wednesday, we will preview the Chiefs and the Lions game. I'll also give you guys my prediction for the season, my win-loss prediction for the season, which games I think the Chiefs will drop. That will be tomorrow. All right, I'm out of here. I'm Farzee Vasugian. Thank you guys again for joining me for this uh, surprise edition of the Chief Zone. I'll talk to you guys later tonight. Take care.